Information left, right, and center bombards us. 24-hour news cycles, constant refreshes on our Twitter and Insta feeds, prophets screaming from the street corners in front of the Starbucks where I just want to grab a GD coffee from so I can make it through my workday. Let's face it, we all know we can't see Sasquatch because the Greys are shooting mind-controlling gamma rays on the Earth's surface because of their arrangement with the fine people of PBS. These are just the facts, people. Much like a constant barrage of UFOs that buzz my house while I try to sleep while clutching my stuffed ALF doll that I grew up with, school curriculums change. The Oilers lose to the Montreal Canadiens and Jeff Petrie's trade still haunts me. The various new COVID variants have shut down Alberta once more. Kinda. I heard the new moon variant is going to really put us over the edge. Where do you turn to filter this constant flow of information? Well, it should be a source that is smart, cool, calm, and collected. A place where someone doesn't call them Canadian gooses during last week's intro. A place where the inside track is just known as the same path I take every day to the washroom. Where that one amazing fact you heard can be deciphered and proper shenanigans can be called. Well, you clearly have not found that here on Those Canadian Lads, but you tuned in, so you're going to get our take on something at some point. Brad, how's it going this evening? Jeffrey, how the hell are you doing? And those Canada gooses are back in full force. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell the uh, intellectualism of a podcast by the use of the English language and uh, pluralizing animals properly. That's what they called them in uh, Letterkenny, the uh, Canada gooses. Oh, I've never, I actually have never seen an episode of Letterkenny. It's a great show. I know it exists. <laughs> it's Canadiana. It's Canadian. All the Americans I know love that show, and they all think we talk like that. I was going to say, like, I think every Canadian show that hits it big in the States is like this, this monster over the top Canadiana show. And they just think we're just insane or something. Yeah. Hockey players that, uh, yeah. <laughs> Read on, eh? Yeah. Cool. Cool stuff. So, uh, we touched on, uh, at the end of last podcast, uh, obviously the new Alberta curriculum had kind of hit you right in the head effectively. And you, you had some thoughts about that. So why don't we open up with that topic today? Yeah, no, I was, uh, obviously I have school age children. I have a daughter that will be going into grade one next year and a son will be going into grade three. And one of the big topics in our household is the, uh, the draft. It's a draft. Everybody, it's a draft, uh, oh, education, uh, Alberta government uh, curriculum for uh, for K to six. And for those listeners uh, who don't know what K is, that's kindergarten uh, to the grade six uh, level um, in the Alberta education system. So um, the big, um, I guess the big uh, hubbub uh, on Twitter. Uh, and you know what? I, I I'll just digress here for a second. Um, I think what gets me so angry at, at Twitter, it, I, I've kind of flipped back and forth now between my personal Twitter and our lads feed. And the lads feed, we one, we follow a lot of left wing people, and um, the feed is like really left wing, you know, centric. My own personal feed is like a nice mix of like right, left, hockey, UFO focus, like. I don't know where it went south at one point, but it's like, it's really feeding me a lot of negativity these days and <laughs> on the, on the lads feed. And I just found that interesting that, you know, I went back to my own personal feed and it was like almost refreshing in, in regards to the type of content that was in there. And then I went back to our Canadian lads feed and it's like, 
Kenny, are you fucking monster? I, I hope you die. Oh, oh, we're all going to die of COVID. Oh. And then back to the curriculum. Um, all of our children are not uh, going to make it because uh, apparently this curriculum sucks. Now, I've reviewed the curriculum and I have to admit it seems and it's a draft. Jeffrey, it's a draft curriculum. Um, <laughs> I, I got to admit, it seems a little, little interesting and a little kooky. Like, and I'm focusing in right now on like the social studies um, curriculum for like grade one, where um, my daughter's going into. And you know, the way that's laid out in front of me, just in this kind of bullet point form, like for grade one, it's you know, early peoples and civilizations. First Nations and Inuit traditions, including early Indigenous principles of value and bartering, trade, conservation, sharing resources, cooperative relationships, uh, ways early civil ways early civil civilizations were governed, uh, migration and settlement of ancient civilizations, how people meet needs and wants. Being money wise involves making decisions and priorities. So that's the grade one, and like that's not too like kooky is i don't think that's that kooky um I'll, I'll be honest and you're gonna have to help lead me down this a little bit because um i don't really know what kids are supposed to be learning in certain grades <laughs> like so yeah to, you're right to me i'm kind of like um my initial thought when I saw like the grade, I looked at the grade by grade level myself. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize we we're going to recite everything word for word, but um, I, I guess the question I had was, is, is that too complex for grade one? I like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, this, this question might sound um, mean, but it's a legitimate question and it's to help grade me on where kids are. Your, your daughter can spell, I'm assuming. And all that stuff. she's, she's learning to spell. Um, she can uh, like trace words out of books. She's doing that recently, so that's oh, kind of cool. Okay, okay. So legitimate. Okay, so if if you were to give her a sentence like "the cat said meow," she probably spelling that all out in a quick matter is not on the table, and it's not a knock against your daughter's intelligence, right? No, no, so, no. That's a thing. So, she's uh, so she'll be she'll be all right going into this. I just it's also too how it's going to be educated and 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 brought to those students, right? Like early peoples and civilizations well what is what does that mean well and I, I guess that's what i'm getting at is is that too complex for grade one i think so and then okay. when you look at grade two foundations of modern civilization origins of democracy and the, the this one really jumped out me because it's in the alberta curriculum and it's it's more religious based and it's belief systems associated with islam judaism and christianity and how they help shape the current world for grade yeah. two. Yeah. It sounds a little heavy for grade two. Yeah. The origins of the Silk Road trading route and the connections between cultures and religions across the area between Europe and China. Yeah. Uh, once again, probably seems a little too complex. Ideas and culture around the world. How trade and business work. <laughs> well that's we're, a we're she, still figuring it out i was gonna say like 20 years in business and after college education and i'm still working that one out <laughs> oh man it's uh yeah and then grade three it's like history of new france the one really gets me in grade three this is where the i think the kenny indoctrination is starting to happen is mm -hmm. resources and products of canada yeah and guaranteed it's like 
oil. <laughs> it's oil. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's somewhere in Saskatchewan, Bo's listing right now. And he's like, we're, we're a resource-based economy. We are we are dependent on oil. And you're all right, Bo. We are. And our kids are going to learn about that now. Yeah, I did. Like, obviously, um, I, I said, like, in regards to the subject matter, um, I don't Okay. Okay. In regards to like, if you ball up everything and make it, uh, what is what you're going to learn from kindergarten to grade twelve, I suppose, and the, you you touch on all these little things along the way, amongst all the other topics that everyone wants to talk about. I'm fine with it. It just the order doesn't seem to make sense. And yeah, that one stood out to me a lot too. I'm like, of course, there's natural resources and products of Canada and Alberta right in the middle. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so. What was the kooky thing is though? Apparently, Jason Kenny's grandfather was a. Uh was a uh, a musician and uh, i think it was related to like swing music or like uh oh. like jazz zoot, music zoot and suit riots yeah <laughs> zoot suit riot <laughs> <laughs> a little brian seltzer orchestra yeah. action you know, i don't it, i don't have a new crystal song for us this week so. <laughs> think, oh my god that, so that song i listened to like the whole thing one afternoon i was just on a drive and i'm like play he hit me by the crystals but that's not the full name of the song it's like he hit me and it, and it felt, felt like, like a kiss, kiss. that yeah. is messed up shit <laughs> i was still like I was, <laughs> I was thinking about it and i think it was on an episode of mad men yeah actually when i was trying to find the song to download it was off of mad men soundtrack i'm sure when i because i did enjoy that show i'm sure when i heard it i was like oh my god but i blocked it out of my memory i guess but anyway so you were saying but uh, something about yeah uh, martin or mart kenny he was uh, jason kenny's grandfather um but he made it his, his way into the curriculum for music i think um <laughs> especially around the jazz and it's like how the frig does that happen he wasn't even well known yeah i have no idea who there is some ucp uh trickery going on i think jeff i think they're uh they're having some fun with their their majority government and uh uh the political left that's very focal on on Twitter. And let me just say this: best tweet I saw all week was a uh, a news person coming out and saying there is the minority of Albertan, or the, there's a there's a small minority of Albertans that are very vocal on Twitter. It doesn't speak for the majority of Albertans out there. And that being said, too, if you think about it, like we don't we don't have to live with it. We can be vocal about it. But at the end of the day, the majority of Albertans voted in the UCB government. Yeah. So, so what do we do? Do we like, do we, uh, do we leave at does Edmonton and Calgary leave because they're very, um, <laughs> left wing based now? Like, do we leave the country? Do we leave the province? Do we go make ourselves a part of Ontario or BC? Cause we don't <laughs> like rural Alberta doesn't align with our, with our politics. I guess, um, and I guess to to your point about the uh, finding criticism on Twitter or whoever's being vocal about it, um, I'll be I'll be honest. Like, obviously, you you proclaimed that we were going to be talking about this this week, and I was like, I better do some read up reading up on this uh, curriculum and what the criticisms or possible benefits are. And I'll, I'll be honest. Outside of going to the government website, it was very difficult to find um, the subject matter and everyone's criticism or praise of what I was able to track down is was pretty basic. It was pretty much like saying like, oh, this is stupid. It's missing this. And I'm like, 
oh, okay, well, fair, fair enough. It, it is missing things. And then people going like, yeah, this is a true Alberta education. I'm like, is it? What's a, what's a true Alberta education mean? What makes and it so Alberta? I know. And I'm just kind of like, and so it was very difficult to find any subject matter that I could kind of use to form an opinion. And I'll, I'll be honest, it's been a week. And I probably true don't true have truly have an opinion about it. I'm and, just and here's here's the thing. It's a draft. Yeah. So it can be changed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not you know, at first I kind of folded into the to the uh the peer pressure of everybody losing their fucking minds. But you know, taking a step back, it's like they have time to fix it. They can fix it. They can, you know, take people's they they have a friggin' uh a survey online. Get out. Give your opinion. Maybe they'll listen to you. Maybe they won't. Maybe they don't want to listen to you. Maybe in grade <laughs> six, uh, you're going to learn about racial segregation in America, inequality of voting rights affecting indigenous people and people of color, comparing the histories of Canada and the United States. Yeah, I think those are probably good topics to learn about at some point. I, grade six actually probably sounds legitimately an okay time for that, but yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that you know you're you're almost going into junior high and you're going to become a loser and lose your mind uh, because hormones are starting to flow through your body and uh, your brain doesn't work anymore because you're only thinking about one thing, uh, especially boys. Yeah, well, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why did it move, yeah. Dad? <laughs> <laughs> My. I, I constantly, I, I can't believe, like, my, my wife and I have been together for a lifetime now, and I still tell her horror stories of teenage chef and the horrible oh. thoughts that go through your head. And it's just like... Junior like, high? She still junior learns high. new stuff. <laughs> we should do a full episode of junior high. I did so uh, many stupid things. Oh, yeah. I had no brain. I had no brain up until, like, I was 25, to be honest. Um, I guess going back to it, though, a little bit, um, I guess... Th- if I was going to level a, level a criticism of it, as I said, it does seem to me that the Alberta government probably did consult with people who are involved in the teaching process. And I, I do think the teachers union did say that effectively, that they were asking for an advanced draft back in October so that they could maybe help out or criticize or whatever they wanted to do with it. But it does seem to be uh, one of the situations where I'm kind of like, um, I think you guys probably had your, maybe even your, the, uh, you know, best intentions, but you probably didn't really decide or go and consult with a bunch of people who would say, yeah, this is the way we want to do it. Plus, of course, the news comes out, I think, yesterday that it sounds like a lot of this is plagiarized. From, <laughs> 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 That's the best. That makes it the best now. Well, it's one of those things where like I'm, I'm, I'm I always go and rant about this, but I'm like, I didn't have a moral problem with people going on vacation, MLAs going on vacation. I'm like, because people could go on vacation. But it's just like when you do stupid shit and you get caught, I'm like, that's when I start. I'm like, yeah, I can't trust your decision making anymore because you're too dumb to be. You can't get caught. That's the best. It's like doing a book report, but getting it off the Internet. You know, like people were getting caught back in like 98 trying to take shit off the Internet. Like, oh, yeah, you can't do anything now in regards to plagiarism or, or anything like that. You're going to get caught. And it just speaks to this government, though. Like, just yeah. the... It, it's a cartoon. We're living in a cartoon. Well, and there's a certain amount of delicious irony of the fact that in an education system where you get punished for plagiarizing, they plagiarized part of the game plan. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna like... I love it. 
They just uh, every their every step this government makes, it just like falls flat on its face. And like, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh man, this sucks for Jason Kenny. It's just like, no, this guy is just he he's in the wrong place at the wrong time in the wrong job. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the case. He, I maybe he really just thought that this was going to be an easy thing. Albertans want what's uh, what I have to offer, or the Albertan game plan is always the same; it hasn't changed. And uh, yeah, I, I do think that their party is probably a little bit. Um, I don't know. Not, I'm not going to say behind the times necessarily because they have their structure and their beliefs of what they think is important, but they I, they're certainly not reading the room. I will yeah, tell, they, they don't that. know how to read the room or yeah. the room isn't what it's supposed to be like in, 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 and then I mean that in the sense that the room he's talking to is not Edmonton and Calgary. He's talking to rural Alberta. He's talking to the people who the majority of Albertans who voted him in. Yeah, but uh, listen, I don't have the electoral map in front of me, but a certain amount of Edmonton and Calgary and r- areas around those cities must have voted UCP because the rural vote doesn't Calgary have enough. Calgary was pretty heavily UCP. I shouldn't well, there you go. agree into but, that, but Edmonton's a pretty orange city. A lot of government workers here getting their paycheck from the government. Yeah, fair enough. I I do, like, one of the things that I, I do find interesting, and obviously we're not going to have the answer to this, but um, something that did pop in my head was that Obviously, I think there's like seven or eight school districts that have come forward and said, well, we're not going to advance this new curriculum onto anybody. And um, a few few of them actually surprised me. Like, I think Edmonton Catholic said that they're not going to do it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what the Kenny government thought they were going to win over is any religious people. (laughs) You're You're our folks. Hey, folks, yeah. you're yeah, our why, folks. Why are you going against us? But yeah. but I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, so do those school districts now run the risk of being quote unquote punished by the government? What could, how could they punish them? Oh, funding certainly goes to certain areas as opposed to those. Hey, your schools don't need as much as many renovations. Maybe we need more renovations in the areas that, uh, that, uh, you know, supported our new curriculum, stuff like that. And it's, I'm not saying, I'm I'm certainly not accusing. Are you saying a government could be vengeful that way? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it. Well, let's face it. Like whenever, and I'm not going to, I don't have a specific example, but whenever a government puts forward an idea and it's criticized by the general public, uh, let's, let's call it like a, a ban on something or you can't gather anywhere. Usually like, they just try to punish people for that type of stuff. Uh, my example is not very good, so maybe I'll just. Hey, speaking of that example, they just put a fence around that church. Yeah, <laughs> you know what though? Like you're gonna fla- you're gonna flaunt it in front of everybody for like five weeks before somebody oh, acts man. out. Like, yeah, yep. but you, these well, people are idiots. First of all, like they're live streaming their service, anyways. Hmm. You know, the wife goes on Fox News and talks about how their, you know, civil rights and freedoms are being, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, uh, come on. Like, people are getting sick. Like, let's just friggin' get over with this. You're, you're, you're showboating now. You're just showboating to the media. I didn't realize she made it on the Fox News. That's Tucker Carlson, man. Tucker. Really? Yeah, she made it on Tucker. Good for her. That's a name I know. Yeah. (laughs) No, it is. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that 
because I don't go to church. I don't think anyone else should. Uh, that's stupid. But I, w- I will say, though, like, yeah, you could live stream it. You could break it out into 45 minute increments and start at 10 and end at five. I don't know. It just seems like there's solutions available without having to without drawing this much negative attention to yourself. Yeah, because long term, it's not going to do you any good. I would assume not. Like, it's like, like here, here comes your Canadian uh, Canada revenue audit as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, Grace Life Church. <laughs> yeah. No, as, as I said, like, I'm like, once again, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I just kind of like watch it unfold. And I'm kind of like, well, you didn't see this coming. Come on. If anything, it's created some entertainment for, yeah. you know, some political theater in regards to uh, the COVID times in Alberta. They're like our our shining light of people that are being oppressed during COVID times. Goofiness. The goofiness. Um, speaking of Alberta and COVID, did you catch that there's like 15 MLAs who have uh, gone against? Oh. Okay. <laughs> what the hell, man? Like, oh. So they have this is like this is what I mean like and if you read all the locations it's all the rural MLAs yeah but like I uh, so once again I I don't really have an issue with uh, his own party kind of turning against him to a certain extent well these uh, sorry they're not turning against him they're turning against each other to a certain extent because obviously there's still I don't know 45 that didn't say anything but I was gonna say do you think this will give rise to another party oh we're gonna have like another Alberta party or something. I don't know. Is it gonna be worse than what we have right now? Yes, probably. There's already like other parties that are like, I think the Wild Rose is sniffing around out there, and that's like more of a separatist type organization. Mm. Um, there's some what the Buffalo Party is out there. Is that is that a real thing? You got the NDP, you know, just totally tap dancing right now, thinking they're going to get to get in power in another two and a half, three years. Oh, and then where the hell is the Alberta party in all this? They haven't heard nothing from them. Yeah, no, I, well, cause they had Mandel, right? And I think soon as like he fell, I think soon as his, his name fell off, I think that was the end of any star kind of wherewithal in Alberta, but, but yeah, no, I, if, if you're Notley or anyone in that party, I would just be like, Nobody do anything stupid. This the, the road is paved right now. We're going to win. <laughs> you stay in your house. Yeah. You stay in your house. You, you don't talk to anybody. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we're going to win this thing. Yeah. And we're going to put this province more in debt than it ever had been before. Woo! Well, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, that. It, does it even matter anymore? Like, no, I'm it, just uh, joking. I'm just, I, like, <laughs> like, in my opinion, it matters. But I'm like. Fuck, well, because we're fiscally responsible adults. Well, right? I just like I wouldn't. I can't. I can't go into that much debt. But and I don't get me wrong. I know money needs to be spent on things. But it's just like well, I actually want to bring something up, and I didn't touch on this before. But have you heard of Haroon Ali? No, he's the seventeen-year-old who's running for city council in Edmonton. Oh, okay. Hey, ambitious. Yeah, and he's the Brad Checknita of uh, twenty. Uh, 21. That's a gentleman who ran for city council, I believe, in the late 90s. He was a young, young fellow like us, Jeff, and he, he didn't win. But uh, this, this is where I have a problem. I, I, you, you say it's ambition, but I don't know. Personally, 
I don't like where his his political stance is, but I also don't like the fact that, you know, you you, you got to be before you become. I think I've said that in, in various podcasts. You got to experience life before you you take it to the next step. The other fact of the matter is he hasn't paid a dime in taxes in his life. He's 17 years old. Right. That's a problem for me. If if people vote him in, and they won't, because smart people won't put a vote towards somebody who hasn't paid a dime of taxes in their life into the city. You know, you gotta you gotta be before you become. You gotta provide. You gotta be a, a, a member of society, a tax paying member of society before you have a say in things. And that, that I had to learn that lesson. You know, and I think that's what this guy needs to do as well. Well, I think <laughs> I think life has to beat you down before you earn the right to try to take a job where you can fleece society. <laughs> yes, because that is your view on politics. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like, you know, if you get if you get beat up by life and then you're like the hell with this, I'm going to go find a way to steal people's tax money and just not really accomplish anything for four years at a time. Hey, I'm, I'll go for it. But <laughs> You know, you know, what bugs me. It's just like the smugness of this kid. And it's just like, man, you're 17. Go to university, go enjoy life, get a job, pay some taxes, then run for city council and say, hey, I did all these things, but you can't be taken seriously coming out of high school before you step out of, you know, like Jesus Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 as acknowledged, I don't know who this kid is. Um, I would say, though, that as a generality, kid might be super He seems smart. really smart. He's, I was going to say, you know might be charismatic, might be super smart, might have great ideas. It's just, you don't want, I think you only have a few shots of this in life where you have a chance to kind of really make a difference. And like you said, I think a majority of people are just going to look at him as a 17 year old kid and go, well, I'm not going to even consider him regardless of anything I'm hearing. And he's going to burn one of those chances where he could theoretically, you know, uh, go on city council and potentially make a difference and then steal money. But yeah. Steal money. <laughs> well, that's I guess a, good, a city council paycheck anyway. If you want to look mm-hmm. at it that way, yeah. Well, and you're not a citizen of this city anyway, so they'll no, use that, that's it resources thing. and uh, yeah. I, I got right. my own. I got my own city council. I hate. So don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. Not- we uh, we paint. Uh, like we paint uh, crosswalks and I have no problem with the colors or the message of the painting, but when it rains, it makes it super ass slippery for everybody trying to get out of the farmer's market. Didn't you know appreciate what? That is, that is so true. I was uh, in the fine city of St. Albert uh, over Christmas and it was, uh, it had just like snow rained a little bit. And uh, I saw this, <laughs> this one lady, she was wearing uh, Ugg boots, but she was like, I thought she was blind by the way she was walking. And I actually ran up to her. I'm like, oh my God, do you need help going across the sidewalk? And then I noticed she was carrying like a Starbucks cup and had a bag. And she's like shuffling her feet. Like she was like walking or crawling around pure ice. And like she was going to crack her head wide open. But it was sanded and it wasn't that slippery. And it was just the most saint albert thing i've ever seen in my life so it was oh. uh it was pretty awesome well that's that's what you get when you get a community of um sixty thousand who i th- i might be incorrect but i think we pay the most taxes 
towards the city per capita in yeah, you're tax heavy there, eh? Oh yeah, tax heavy. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there's benefits to it. Like our we had the garbage and recycle program that Edmonton is getting oh, now. God, we had, yeah, we're getting ours now. It's, oh, it's great. I, oh, I love it. Shut up. Yeah, no, I Come love it. We've had it for like a decade. It's fantastic. But there's other things too, and I, I, I like you know, there's certain benefits to St. Albert for sure. But I will say though, like when there's a little bit of money left over, they do stupid stuff like that. And I'm just like, fuck, it's like a death trap. What are you doing? And then, and then for some reason, our lights are horrible. <laughs> no matter where you are in St. Albert, it takes 15 minutes to get across town because the light system is so terrible. <laughs> it is that area around the hospital is the most terrible place to like get stuck in a light. Like, it, oh, it, well, you just get stuck there. You just get yeah. stuck. Oh, there's been. I, I could I could ride my bike to the gym in like twenty minutes, and it takes me twelve minutes to drive my car there. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, Saint Albert. But yeah, no, I I commend this kid for giving it a go. But you're almost uh, you're 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 taking your tee shot and you're driving it right into the water in this one, bud. Yeah, yeah. I said I think it's a missed opportunity for future for future uh, young gentlemen. So, um, a young a young lad who wants to make his way in life and and change the world, but odds are not in your favor, young man. Yeah, possibly not. Hey, I want to I want to double back on something because there was an there was a, something I wanted to ask you about the education system that I wanted to get your opinion on, and it's something that once again popped in my head, mainly because I'm not a parent. So, and as a result, I probably don't consider a tons of important things that you guys do. Um. When it comes to what kids are educated on, because obviously there's always going to be somebody who objects to something like, let's face it. Some of the concerns raised up from this new school curriculum was um, uh, LGBTQ2 plus uh, people were left out of it. Um, Other uh, ethnic and religious groups were complaining that they weren't going to be included in the history of Alberta and that we're a sad part of the education. Um, And I, I like social studies. I like history and all that type of stuff, but is it should there be an argument made for the fact that it's just like if you want to learn about this stuff you should do that in your spare time and maybe the school system should focus on teaching you you know science technology uh mathematics um i suppose language because you need to be able to learn and write uh read and write but then and then anything past that is just Hey, we'll we'll get you out of here at one o'clock or whatever, or you can and you can sign up for additional options like what we would have done in high school or college. Do you, what do you what do you think about that? I've had different like levels of thinking on it, and and you know, it's kind of interesting when you kind of phrase it in the sense of you know learning about the history. Let's say the history of Alberta or the history of Canada. Um, that's a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and you know, it is hard to pick which one, like which angle you want to want to go with and, and, you know, educate, you know, the, the youth of, of Canada or youth, youth of Alberta, especially the, the K to six kind of group. But, um, it, it's a difficult, really sensitive topic to be brutally honest. And, you know, it's, um, you know, if you said no, that you should maybe just learn that in your house, you might get deemed a, you know, a fear monger or, or whatever, or, Um, and if you say yes, then, you know, what else do you include? Like, so it's a, I think that's a heavier topic and something that, you know, I think parents need to choose those angles and, you know, my children are in Catholic school and 
my daughter's talking a lot about you know the death of Jesus right now because that's what they're they're learning about <laughs> in kindergarten. Came and went. Yeah, but no, yeah. but seriously, like it's it, it's hard for me to talk about because I'm not a Catholic, and you are, and it's hard for me to talk about. And we put our children in that school because it's a good school; it has good morals, and it's hard for me to to talk about it because it's something that I don't know what I believe in. Yeah, fair. Like I, uh, just because I went to Catholic school, and yeah, I have I have that background to a certain extent. But um, I think it's I think there's always question marks that come with that type of stuff, and everyone's faith is their own uh, when it comes when it comes to that. But I think the one thing is though too is if you when you put your children in a Catholic school, you're obviously you're comfortable accepting that they're going to learn about this at some point or another. That's the Catholic oh, yeah. school system. Uh- so I just don't know what what they're learning in kindergarten. Like I don't know what that message is because when I got last night, literally last night, it's like, well, how did Jesus die? And I'm like, do I take her down the road of just like some bad Romans uh, hurt him or some bad Romans, you know, really hurt him? <laughs> you could sh- show her the passion of the Christ. <laughs> I could, yeah. I, that, honestly, that image like went into my head. It's like, okay, you're gonna meet. Uh, was it uh, Dan Casavivelli or whatever yeah. the guy's name <laughs> who played Jesus? But or, or the Lego version that I saw in a bookstore one time. So there was a Lego version of the crucifixion. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh used to me. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I forgot. I did see some stills of how it looked. I forgot how violent that movie was, though. Yeah, that's a pretty violent movie. So, yeah. <laughs> and maybe if, as a, as the story goes, as a real, is a something that really happened. Um, that's probably a pretty close depiction of it. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Yeah. <laughs> um. I will say like, um, and don't get me wrong, this is probably maybe more for an adult uh, thought process, but um, I'll use my own education as an example. So I got out of high school. Um, I went to college to learn business because I didn't really have, I was kind of rudderless at that point and had to go somewhere at a certain point or I was going to lose my mind. And that's where I met young Brad, which was, uh, you know, good for me, of course. But so I went and I went and did that. So I thought I could go get a job. And as, and I did go get a job as a result of this, but what I was doing was not my passion. And then as time went on and I got a little bit established in my life and I decided I was going to kind of pursue my passion a little bit, I went back to school and, you know, it's a challenge, of course, like you're doing night classes and your free time is eaten up a great deal. But I, uh, I kind of advocate for that idea is that like there's passion projects that you want to work on and things you want to learn about. And maybe it's probably a good idea to kind of get yourself situated and then focus on the things you're interested in down the road. I don't know, just just my thoughts on it. But I know it doesn't yeah, necessarily think- wait or relate to what your daughter's learning in kindergarten. But yeah, no, it was just awkward, and I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Of, it's like yes, he uh, he died, and he's the son of God, and. Yes. You can really leave it at that. You need to go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have some NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, melatonin. Melatonin. Night there you go. Night candy. <laughs> Night candy. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Well, we can get off the uh, education platform if you want. Well, but Let's segue. Let's segue in going from 
Jesus and Easter to the topic du jour. Yes. Uh, did, did you check out the new uh, UFO photos coming from Mystery Wire? Uh, George Knapp, who is the uh, award-winning journalist out of Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, who broke the uh, the uh, the Bob uh, Bob Lazar story. Mm-hmm. Did you see those photos? I did. What did you think? I'm. Uh, I'm not as excited. Those are classified photos that were like released. Yeah, yeah, they are. But I, I'll put it this way: I like, I like. Um, y- y- you know what UFO news I like? I don't like you UFO. like the real fucking crazy shit. Yeah, I like the real like, crazy. The Greys controlling us so we can't see Sasquatch. I like that shit. Oh no, um, I will say though too. Like, uh, listen, hey, the pictures are good. I, I'm not taking anything away from the pictures. I will say though that anytime you upload an article that says like hey this is our new our new study we have these photos and it's like yeah the photos are great but you're like we called it the batman batman uh what the fuck no like, because no, no. people fucking like tried to align the one photo with like a batman balloon I, oh yeah the batman balloon ufo sighting but then they're like no 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 the military calls it the acorn I'm like i don't give a crap what anyone calls it who cares i'm like the photos look good, but there's that's really all it is. And you can't tell what the, what it is in the photos. It does look it could be very good UFO evidence, but it, you can't really quite tell. I guarantee you there's more video or photo of that stuff because like I'm sure there's got you got to think that like he was snapping away like if they see these things, you know, and this is the guy in the back of the cockpit in a like a F18 fighter fighter jet and he's just like Snap, 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 snap. Like he's probably losing his mind. I would love to hear the audio from the cockpit. Like, oh my God, what the is that thing? You know, like, and there was three things. Yeah. Or it was one thing more. Yeah. Well, well, that's to say it could be something just, it could be just shifting in the air. And as a result, it looks different by whatever side of it you're seeing and everything. So no, it is the, the photos are interesting and it will be, maybe it will form a basis of further information when it comes to it. But once again, I know a bad blurry photo of this already came out when it was leaked on social media by I'm assuming by the guy who took the photos. Oh, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. But but it's just like, but okay, we just got a clearer version of those photos. So it is good to get that information. But at the same time, I'm like, this wasn't particularly new stuff to me, to me. So no, the, well, the, add, the addition of the two new photos, like really interesting stuff, but, uh, they also released the location that they, they were seeing multiple sightings of this. Right. And it just adds to, I guess the narrative that there's more information coming out of the U.S. government. Uh, I think an admiral was asked questions this week uh, from the U.S. Navy, and they kind of broke down some color. John Radcliffe, the former, I think, national um, uh, CIA type guy who was on Fox News, he was under the Trump administration, said, yeah, he was trying to release it you know, prior to him leaving, but he couldn't get it out in time. Uh, and this is where the whole report is coming out in June. Um I think there's some shocking shit coming out. Like they've already identified that. Yes, they are UAPs, which are UFOs. They don't know what they are. They don't think it's other militaries. And like, so what is it? Yeah. As I said, like, I think we're going to get a dump of information, which is going to be a lot more uh, reports on sightings, uh, pictures itself. But as I said, I I don't think we're going to get down to the brass tacks of, here, the, the government has definitive proof these are alien in nature from blah, 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 blah. 
Because I just don't think we have those answers. And I think it would be interesting if we find out that the government has somehow secured, because um, they even said that when they saw these, when they saw the acorn and they were trying to determine what it was, part of the, part of the idea was for them to capture whatever they thought that thing was, which makes me believe I'm like, did, did they believe it was the size of a drone and it was able to, they were able to probably get a hold of it somehow without shooting it out of the sky. But I do, um, I, I would find it very interesting if somehow the government does have like what Bob Lazar alluded to in his interviews is that they have the material that they have the material that these spaceships are made of. We've done experimenting on it. We have proof that it's not of this world. It, that would be that for me would be big news. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think we're going to get the big news. Like, I think we're going to get something of, of substance here that's going to kind of rattle everybody because we're kind of heading down a, a technological kind of highway that, you know, we're going to be able to sense other things like uh, the James uh, Webb telescope. It's going up on October 31st. Um, it's the replacement essentially for the Hubble telescope, but it's like I think it's like either 10 times or a hundred times more powerful. And they're going to be also to detect like atmospheres on like exoplanets and things like that with it. And really go back into, you know, the, the start of the universe, things like that. This thing's a game changer. If it works, they don't break it before they send it up <laughs> into space. But uh, at the end of the day, like we're in like this, this technological kind of, you know, unbelievable stage in history right where stuff's coming you know at us like left right and center right it's um we're we're a matter of years away from like mind-blowing shit well hey we've already had mind-blowing shit like you really think about like how far technology's come since the oregon trail games that i would have played in grade six you got (laughs) dysentery or yeah yeah but but no things have come a long way and it you know it it doesn't matter what facet of our lives it is it's if it's technology and as a result people are finding new careers like katie who came on a couple weeks ago um we're being able to see into distant uh, galaxies that we were never never able to see before so yeah no it's it's coming a long way and you're going to get a lot of great information out of it um it'd be fantastic for that new telescope to like snap a picture of some uh, alien riding a space horse with his cowboy hat and up in the air and we have definitive proof of something weird out there but I don't, these I guys can't... are having crazy like yeah why, why is he wearing a cowboy hat yeah they've been here all along that's why well it'd be interesting if it was like it looks exactly like that alien autopsy video from like 98 with the guy from star trek hosting it that'd be that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> It's not. They're going to look like us and it's going to be awesome. It'll be us from the future. Traveling through the wormhole. You know what? Somebody was saying, I saw another thing where like maybe they're using the world's oceans as fuel. Maybe water is fuel for these these crafts. Maybe Earth is like a gas station. Like just a a stepping stone to getting to get where they're getting. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, actually. We're like a Texaco, like yeah, like a like a, tr- like a truck stop, and at like every truck stop, there's like ladies of the night that are there for the aliens. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? Turn your fucking lights on. Let's scare these human beings. Yeah. We're never stopping in this dump. They're going back to the promised land. That's one of the things that like I have thought of too. Is just like who's who's to say that the aliens wouldn't have the same sense of humor and stupidity that we would have had? Like, if like, hey, yeah, let's scare these. Uh, it, I don't know these inbred fucks <laughs> like flatter like that. <laughs> 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 oh, 
that's the thing. Like, you just ever sit there and just kind of think deeply about it. It's like, why are they here? Well, maybe they are just wanting to fuck with us. Like, why would you just, what's the point of just flying through our atmosphere? Yeah. Other than to be seen. Yeah, they're like, they somehow receive our news feed and they're like, hey, let's see if I made it on the news tonight. <laughs> you know, and like the, that Tic Tac UFO, right? Like, hmm. it's essentially he was, that thing was just mocking that fighter jet, uh, David Fravor, the fighter pilot, like right. just like toying with him. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this guy wants to play. I'm going to play with you. Yeah, let's play, motherfucker. That would be great. I, I'm that's the narrative I want now. I want to I want them to be just like toying around with us and they're not even interested. They're just they're, they're just college frat boys. Yeah, they're just boys. they're just throwing empty beer cans at us as they drive by. <laughs> <laughs> Let's abduct somebody. Let's fuck with them. <laughs> You're not gonna sleep for the rest of your life, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I love it. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> Hmm. that's good well dear listener i think you could probably tell that brad and i have each had probably a long day and a long week um i don't really have all that much to go on brad do you have uh any last topics you want to bring up before we maybe call it quits for the night you know what we're gonna mail it in episode 22 um if you've listened we'll have better content for you next week but uh i think it was a fun conversation you know you know kind of talk a little bit about the uh the alberta government's uh curriculum you got uh uh some 17 year old politician in edmonton and he hates mike nickel by the way he uh mike nickel who's run for like mayor three times and lost i think he'll be ran against uh bill smith twice if you lose against bill smith old man bill smith um (laughs) twice um you're in bad shape so you know who was a great mayor by the way jan reimer she was great yeah, I was in a recycling I, club back in grade six uh, in my in elementary school, learning how to recycle uh, back. I think it was like 1990 or something like that. And uh, yeah, she I got to meet the mayor. All I remember is the fantastic sandwiches at the Mutard Conservatory. So it was a it was a cool event. It was on I, the news. I have no such memories, uh, but I do remember a friend of mine lived near where I'm assuming Bill Smith uh, lived. And he had a Jeep Grand Cherokee with and the, the mayor's symbol on the door. He used to drive <laughs> by, he used to drive by going like 90 in a 60 zone and just scare the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> That's the only thing I really remember about Bill Smith. <laughs> I'm the mayor out of my way. Yeah. I gotta go cut a ribbon. <laughs> I gotta go to the river valley. <laughs> it's my river valley. I can go as fast as I want. Yeah. That would actually would be kind of cool if you're like the mayor, you just and you're like, I got four years of not giving a fuck. <laughs> just do whatever you want. Don Iverson sitting back. He's like, you know what's really gonna fucking piss these guys off? Bike lanes. I'm gonna yeah. build bike lanes. I don't even ride a bike. What do you think that guy's gonna do? He's gotta be going federal or provincial after this, right? That guy's a career politician. Yeah. His his last few years were a friggin' dumpster fire. I would need examples because, like as I said, there's only so much I can. I don't like the city bike lanes and city budgets and city city management getting fired left, right, and center. There's obviously something is going on, but bike lanes. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end on. I don't normal. I wouldn't normally do this. And I usually don't have these type of thoughts, but um, a childhood memory, um, unfortunately, is. L- laying in a hospital bed right now and probably doesn't sound like he's going to survive. So 
Earl what the said, hell are you talking about? I'm talking about DMX. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, why am I laughing? I don't want DMX yeah. to die. No, uh, Earl Simmons, the DMX is unfortunately um, has collapsed. And uh, what is uh, COVID? No, um, I think years of abuse on his heart have taken its toll. So uh, maybe too much riding quads in city streets and what have you. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I. I I, I, that's a childhood memory of mine, and I love DMX for everything that DMX is. So I, hopefully, he pulls it through. But if he happens not to, um, do yourself a favor and Google his work with the Reading Rainbow theme song. Oh, and, that's a classic. <laughs> exactly. That's not, a classic. Like, I'm, a, I'm giving him credit for it, even though he probably had nothing to do with it. But I love, I love DMX. So all the best, man. Hopefully, he pulls through. I will share that on our social media. I'll share, no. I'll find it on YouTube. No, I rewatched it. There's a lot of language you don't want. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, uh, dear listener. Find it on your own. Yeah, find it on your own. Dude, I'll put it on our feed. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be... No, no. Delete it. Delete it. Uh, Alright, with that being said, Brad, thank you very much for your time tonight. Yeah, I wish I had a childhood memory for you. I guess I did with the recycling glove, but uh, yeah, Jeff, you have a a fantastic evening. This is a fun 49 minutes and 10 seconds that we put out to the world. And uh, next week, uh, we're, we're going to bring it like DMX used to bring it. That's right. Hopefully he still bring it. Jeez. Those, those game lads going to give it to you. We'll try gonna to do better next time. <laughs> 56! All right. All right. Good night. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to those Canadian lads podcast. Give us a follow on social media. We're on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you like what you heard, give us a follow and share it with your friends. Thanks again and have a great night.